Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here with... Will. Hello, William. Hello, Heather. I wish you had a full name rather than a shortened version, so I could call you by I your don't. full name. Like William. Yes. But you're just Heather Lynn. You could call me Heath for short. That's what they used to call Heath? me. Yeah, um, Heather? <laughs> Heed her. Heed her. Heed her. Heed her. That's how I taught kids to spell my name. Heed her. I think I am going to start calling you Heath. I like that. Um, when there was a teacher absent and they had to print off a, um, you know, class roster, that thing. Who called you Heath? It, well, Who my, is this? You said they. The, like, substitute teachers. My R wouldn't be on the end of it. Or my ER like wouldn't be on the... in a public school system? Yeah, my ER wouldn't be on the end of a substitute oh, okay. teacher's cl- uh, class roster. I was wondering so they'd why be like, Heath, <laughs> Heath didn't Tomlin. do like Miss Cook. Heath, no, I wasn't Miss Cook then. Oh, okay. I was Miss Tomlin. Miss Tomlin. Heath Tomlin. Miss Tomlin sounds like Chris Tomlin. Yes. I had a friend once think that I was so obsessed with Chris Tomlin that I made my email about it, him, but it You spell was, it different. I do. Tom Blunt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now that we've wasted time on that. Um, well, I'm glad you're back on the front porch. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad to be back, too, to rot some wrongs that were made on the last episode well what were <laughs> what, what was wrong go with ahead the, keep laughing what was wrong with the last episode well you know for starters i think it was you because jeremy was like heather i want you to know this was not me it was william uh you told everybody i was on maternity leave again mm. did i do that and do you know what happened when i went to logan this weekend what i asked for a piece of graduation cake and my dad and my uncle were like, oh, she's pregnant. Look at her in her fat clothes. <laughs> I'm eating a Swiss roll right now and drinking Dr. Pepper. You're while we're fit right this. in with my family. I, if I went to one of your family gatherings, they'd probably think I was pregnant. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> they'd be like, how much you weigh? And my one uncle, weigh, you know, he weighs 260 pounds. He's like, oh, you're catching up to me. So That's I want you to know, <laughs> I, I was making a joke to fit in with your family because your family you is my favorite family i want to fit in with your yeah. family yeah um but i caught a lot of flack for that for that joke good they i were, hope like, you did everyone like people are going to leave the church so good i just wanted to publicly I, repent i left good. it yesterday I want, I want people to leave our church i was gone in logan yesterday Heath i left is it done well Heath is out of the house let me just say um you're a much better podcast host than jeremy i know <laughs> jeremy's the reason new heights sucks <laughs> Listen, he's got to stop saying that. He's going to get a complex about it. He already has a complex I about know. it. It's, you know, I've really enjoyed your all's, the episode you all recorded other than you all saying I was pregnant, um, which I'm not, just for anybody who's listening. Every time they say that on a podcast, somebody comes up and congratulates me. Um, and it was once at when Ray Ortland was speaking here. Um, I was trying to buy books, and someone was like, congratulations, I heard on the podcast you were pregnant, and Jeremy, like, fell out in the floor laughing. It is funny. So, we're addicted to that humor. we got to stop making that Yeah, y'all thing. got to settle down with that. All right, we'll um, put it to rest. No, but I, I really down. appreciated um, you all tackling the topic of pastors and, um, you know, what your roles need to be, like, what your relationships should look like with one another. So, Well, we had an idea. Oh, yeah? That we would actually have some pastor's wives on to talk about. Yeah, I think we some have some pastor's wives that are going to be our guests uh, for next month, right? If you can find any. I so think I could find the, a few. Good luck finding some. I think I could find a few good ladies 
who would uh, help me record an episode. No. So um, the so we're going to have the next few weeks for any of our listeners. Uh, our schedules are going to be a little off. Um, we uh, the whole the whole podcast team is going to be gone next week to a camp. Uh, working working at the uh, working at a camp and then somebody's gone the next three weeks so who knows going to be on the podcast and what they're going to say not one person gone for three weeks it's just like well no it, like you're gone on vacation jeremy's gone on vacation today i'm going to be gone for work one week it's definitely not vacation so baker don't know it's where nice he's to going. be to be pastors and just have vacations all the baker time. don't know where he's you going at the end of the month baker Baker is an international man of mystery. Nobody knows what he's going he to do. He don't even ever. know. He don't even know. He doesn't. He just wakes up unless the Holy Spirit direct him. Well, you know, it's funny. What? That you mentioned the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Well, the Holy Spirit has gifted Baker with the spirit of What do you think his nature. S- spiritual gift is? Nature? Nature, yeah. That's just nature. Is he's a hippie gift. spirit. He's a barefoot spirit. That's his spiritual gifting. He's a he's a just a freeloading soul. He just freeloading travels and yeah sees nature and appreciates God's wonder. And he's been to I don't know how many national parks. Thirty. He's saying thirty. He's been to thirty national parks. That's like he couldn't do that without the Holy Spirit. So have you? We should just just come over and get on. You're barefooted right now. That's what I said. Oh my gosh! So um, sorry, my Swiss rolls. Your Swiss into rolls. My you're spitting your Swiss roll out everywhere. So Baker, you've been to 30 national parks. Have you have you done the um, the West Virginia VIPP program? No, I have not done that, and I just jumped on the podcast magically. It's okay. You know, you never know what we're going to do. You're such a man of mm-hmm. wonder. We just needed to get you your own just microphone. Just come on over okay, here. Yeah, you and your barefoot. Well, I'm wearing my sandals. Nature now. soul. I was wearing sandals. I took them off for a second. Now they're back How on. How many national parks are there? 63. Man. And you've been to half of them. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm um, just, you yeah. But New River, New River Gorge just became one, right? Yes. So do you count that one? Yeah. I've already I've been there since it was a national park, too. And before. And yes. Interesting. So it was the 63rd. Yes. It was the latest edition. Well, there you have it. So. How many national parks have you been to? Well, I don't want to make Baker look bad on the podcast. He just said he'd been to 30. So, you can guess how many I've been to. Two. Yeah, probably. Yeah, me too, I think. I don't know. I don't know what I've been. I mean, I've been to Gorge. Smoky Mountains with you, yes. Baker. Yep. Actually, we went to the Great Smoky Mountain yep. National Park together. Mm-hmm. I've been to New River Gorge National Park. So, that's two. That's two. Those and that's, I've been to that's probably well. it. <laughs> That's My list great. stops there, but I've been to almost every West Virginia state park. Which see, Baker that's hasn't. what you have me at because I have not I been the, to. I did the VIPP every program. So the cooks haven't finished that program. So the VIPP program. It, by the way, this this today's episode is brought to you by um, the state of West Virginia. Shout out to our buddy Jim Justice, Wild and Wonderful, Jim and, and Baby Dog. Mm. So they sponsored today's episode. So thank you all. Uh, so we wanted to give a, a quick highlight to the VIPP program, which stands for Very Important Parks Person. Which means, I didn't know that. Yeah, VIPP. Very Important See, Parks Person. That is Will. I'm an advocate of this. And so, um, yeah, they, you like go around, you got a little passport checkoff thing. You go around each state park and they check it off. And then when you get them all done, they send you a patch like that you could put on your... And a gift card, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a gift card and a sticker. That's what I'm doing for the gift card. They give you well, so they give you a twenty five dollar mm. gift card. 
and they give it they give it to everyone who completes it. So for a family of seven, you do the math. Yeah. So it actually got us like a free night stay at like a really fancy lodge. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Yeah. The spirit leading us to all of these places. Okay. I don't know about that. Sorry, I'll try to use the gift of discernment in this. <clears throat> so in this I want podcast. you to know in my research, I Googled spiritual gifts. And do you know there are so many different articles and things you could read? And each one of them says something different. One says that there are only seven spiritual gifts. One says that there are nine. One says there are 22. One says these are examples um, of spiritual gifts. Yeah. So, one, what is a spiritual gift? A spiritual gift is a gift from the Spirit. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> so, the, okay. the scriptures talk about go, God gifting us through, his, through the Holy Spirit who indwells his church. God gifting us with with certain abilities or um, endowments, if you will. Um, now, these gifts, there are lists of them in the Bible. Um, now, what's what's I think really important for us to know is that none of the lists match up, like none of them. Yeah. So I I personally don't think that the gifts are supposed to be an exhaustive list, like the lists that we see of them. I don't think any of those lists are supposed to be exhaustive, meaning that that's like all the gifts that there are and there aren't any other ones. So I think that there could be gifts that aren't listed in Scripture. Um, and I also think that means that uh, we're not we're not limited to what God does, meaning that God can empower certain things uh, supernaturally, but He can also with, withhold or withdraw certain gifts too. So, like God may use me, let's say for the the gift, like a prophetic gift or a gift of prophecy, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that I can just like be a fortune teller and go around and like you know tell people their futures right. um, because I have the gift of prophecy. It's not like X Men Mutant Academy and God gives out you know when you right. get saved, God gives you your superpower and then you can do that forever. Um, God's God's the ultimate sovereign over the gifts, and so, um, so that's that's important to kind of nail down when you start studying spiritual gifts. So uh, something that I was reading, First uh, Corinthians twelve thirty one, I believe, um, it, it was talking about that spiritual gifts ceased. That Paul was saying that um, you wanted the best gift, and then that the gifts the gifts would cease. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so. Um, well, so he, he says that um, tongues and, and things like that will be done away with when the perfect comes. Uh, so he's he's coming off of chapter 12 where he talks about spiritual gifts and into chapter 13 where he talks about what the greatest gift is, which is love. Um, and he says when the perfect comes, that which is uh, partial will, will cease. And so um, this mysterious type language really centers on what is the perfect. Um, now, when I read that, um, when I, I think of the perfect coming, what is coming that's perfect, I think of God's kingdom. I think of uh, Jesus' second coming, Jesus himself being perfect. That's what I tend to think of. So I'm what the Bible um, Bible scholars would call a continuationist, meaning that I'm open, open to gifts uh, continually being given out, um, even supernatural gifts. Um, those that are in the camp that would say there are no more supernatural spiritual gifts or what they may call sign gifts being given out today would be what was, what are called cessationists, meaning that they believe that the gifts have ceased. Uh, popular cessationists, I know you're a big fan of John MacArthur. He um, just took like a really deep sigh. You don't like Johnny Mac? We've been over this before. I haven't been on the podcast, but I know. I thought she loved Johnny Mac. 
She's getting mad again. I was taught if you didn't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't okay, say anything well, at all. All right. We, well, we won't go there then. But anyways, John MacArthur is a famous cessationist. I would disagree with him on this point. But he would say, and, and others in his camp, um, most cessationists would say that the perfect is describing Scripture. So when, um, when the last... Uh, letter of revelation was pinned down and the canon was complete the bible was final that that was the perfect that paul was referring to and then the supernatural sign gifts ceased at that point so that's not the view i hold but so um it is a it is a view so every every person do you believe that every person who's a believer who's a christian has a spiritual gift yeah i i would say that i would say that we have multiple gifts at different times even Okay. Um, so there, there are times where um, spiritual gifts are going to be more prevalent, um, and, and some of that is, has to do with my openness to the Spirit working through me. And so I think that's multiple giftings, and then I think there are times that, that God in His sovereignty chooses to kind of withhold giftings from us. And, and you know, maybe we pray for healing, and, and that doesn't happen, and healing is one of the gifts that's mentioned in the Bible. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of my view of, of what the gifts are. So Baker, you deal a lot and ha- you know have here at New Hots for many years, like um, with just music ministry. Do you consider that to be one of your spiritual gifts, or is that just like your job, your passion? No, I would I would actually say it is, um, because of the purpose of the music and the purpose of what I'm doing with it. And I like I would say that again, that musical ability is something that God has gifted us with to use for His glory. Now, yes, there are a lot of people that use music not for God's glory. Right. But at least I would say, like, if someone's, like, leading worship in the church, that would be the gift that they have to be able to lead worship and lead a congregation of people in worship towards God. So what would you say, uh, you know, I— I'm sure that most people, or not most people, I would would say that some people who are on our worship team would probably say that they don't consider music as maybe one of their spiritual gifts. It's just Mm -hmm. a passion. They enjoy singing. Um, What what do you think about um, something that I always heard growing up? Um, My mom would make us sing, um, and I Mm -hmm. use that, make us sing. Uh, You heard that. And I heard a lot of people uh, used to say, um, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And I was like... I was happy to let that one go. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't consider that to be a musical gift. Like, I never thought that that was one of mine. I, you know, I do enjoy singing. I enjoy, like, just, bl- you know, I've blasting never heard music. You sing. I have sang before. You sing us a little no, that's song I, right now? that is she a lot. Sang on I the sing podcast. Like almost every episode on the podcast. She does. Yeah, but not. That's. I different. sing through text. Uh, we sing, also, I mean, we sing, like, in a joking way. Yeah, no, so I, I don't. I don't like, I mean, I like to sing. I don't like to so sing. So I sang in, in church one time at Hamlin yeah. Baptist when I was a youth pastor there. Yeah. And like all the old ladies loved it. They, they were a big fan. Like, probably they, they because thought was, they thought it was amazing. Men don't sing often and, um, in those areas. Like, I, I'm serious. I sing like a solo, like on a really? microphone by myself. Yeah. And, um, and then after after I did that, Amanda was like, "Please don't ever sing again <laughs> on a microphone." <laughs> Please don't do it. I thought I did really the good. Little is really. And then my you wife know. just like brought me back down to earth. Yeah. So uh, I mean, there can be people who can who really have a, you know, who are talented singers. Yes. But that just may not be their spiritual gift, and that. Well, so there's talents and there's there's right. gift spiritual and th- giftings, and, and there's a difference there. So like. Um, and sometimes that that line gets blurry, right? Sometimes there's a yeah. there's not mm-hmm. a black and white line drawn because like even 
a lot of people look at like the spiritual gift of exhortation or prophecy and compare that to like preaching, but there's also an aspect of preaching that's just good public speaking skills, which you can learn, you know, in a secular college campus, you know, um, mm. and so you can develop a skill of public speak, speaking, but that doesn't, I mean, I'm obviously not good at it, but you, you don't, you don't need, um, you don't need the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to a room. Right, right, just like yeah. Baker was saying, you don't need the Holy Spirit to be able to make a song. Um, so when we talk about spiritual gifts, we're talking about the Holy Spirit coming into and aiding and and moving along in a way that we would not be able to on our own. Um, and so that is, you know, for me as a preacher, maybe the eloquence that probably wouldn't be there um, on my own. Uh, the Holy Spirit adds to same with with Baker and music or what have you and so sometimes that can be a little bit difficult to decipher you know what what has the spirit aided and what have we just practiced and learned well um and i I don't think that that blurry line is a bad thing i think it's 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 actually a beautiful union of of man working alongside god and and god adding to the work we're putting in to bring him glory it's it's kind of a cool thing no that's good i think i think um Probably people have a music, some sort of musical talent where they, they can sing or they can play an instrument or something. I would say that's probably something that a lot of people struggle with. Like, is this a calling? Is this a spiritual mm-hmm. gift? Because that's something that I heard a lot growing up. Like, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And they said that about everything from playing the piano to, you know what I mean? Like, it was mostly geared toward, like, musical stuff. Well, that's mm-hmm. not that's not in the Bible. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that just rhymes. That's all it is. Don't but, use it. There's a there's a scene in one of those Lego movies where like the Lego guy gives like a prophecy. It's Morgan Freeman is the guy that gives the voice in it, <laughs> and he great. says, "All of this is true because it rhymes." And my kids say that 100%. all the time. Anytime they say something that happens to rhyme, they're like, "It's true because it rhymes." <laughs> I feel like that's what happened at your church. Like someone was like, you "Better use it or you'll lose it," and everyone looked at that guy and they were like. <gasps> That's true. That's a spoken word right there. It was the gift of prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about prophecy, healing, and tongues. Like those are probably the three spiritual gifts that are listed in a lot of um, spiritual gifts that were, you know, in those articles that I read. So do you believe that those are? Do you believe that there's those are still gifts that are given out today? Yeah, I do. Uh, do. So I'll qualify with this: that they can be. They can be. Um, So I've I've not experienced tongues being used um the way that i see it in scripture so again my theological view is going to hold that god's sovereign over the gifts and and the advancement of technology language all that um i think there is not as big of a need uh, for the gift of tongues as there once was um in the book of acts you you have a validating ministry happening um you have a lot more miraculous things that seem to be happening in the book of acts as as god validates his church um to prove to the world that this is who he's working do you think, through so do you think that that was for validation and to to advance the gospel and like since then yeah yeah i think like, so the, the spiritual it, gifts aren't as not that they're not as needed but they're not as like visible it seems it seems as if they're not as as prominent yeah. like the supernatural things um I, I think i think at some level you'd have to um start to depart from scripture a little bit if you begin to deny all supernatural things right so mm-hmm. I, I i don't think i'm ever going to be at a place where i just say healings aren't going to happen like supernatural healings right. or supernatural you know occurrences or what, what have you so i, I don't ever want to deny those things because we see very clearly god does those things yes. in scripture and it of course his ability is there to do it today um 
Now, it doesn't feel like it happens as as often or as prominently. Um, and I think there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, I think there there probably was a heightened occurrences of it because because the Lord was validating through the church the true gospel. Um, but secondly, I think you have in Acts, you have like kind of like a highlight reel. So we're reading 28 chapters in the New Testament, and it's like bam, bam, bam. Every chapter there's something crazy supernatural happening. Right. Um, well, now there's 7 billion people on the planet. Um, so how many how many lives out of those seven billion are, are comparable to the, you know, 30-ish miracles that happen in the book of Acts, right? And so I think there are those types of miracles that are still happening. I've heard, you know, through friends of friends of friends of, of people actually speaking languages supernaturally. Um, and so I, I, I'm open to that happening. I've just never seen it happen. And so I don't think it's happening as often, but I think it can happen. And by the way, when we talk about tongues, I think that's what the Bible describes, a a earthly language um that's spoken so that someone who speaks another language can hear the gospel um and so i've heard of things like that happening but i think also the gift of tongues maybe in a more modern context would look like god aiding missionaries as they learn languages um like i've known missionaries have moved to other countries and lived there for a long period of time or indefinitely and they have to spend years in language school yeah um to to learn the language of the people they're going to reach and i think the holy spirit can aid that process and again that kind of blurred line of um i'm practicing i'm putting in work i'm studying but then the holy spirit actually accelerating my ability to retain a different language could be more modern gift of tongues so baker what do you think if a person is wanting to learn or explore what their spiritual gift is what do you think some of the first steps are in that I would you, say the first thing you need to do is just be in prayer. Yeah. And as you as you You read, mean you wouldn't just immediately go take an <laughs> online spiritual gifts assessment? Well, I mean, that's obviously the best thing to do. <laughs> that's that's what the word tells me to do. Find my closest online spiritual gifts Google test site. Google. That's where go I Google. found my questions. G G G go to Google. If it's not obvious, I I kinda hate the spiritual gift assessment. Thanks. We've discussed yes. your hate for it before. It's been I have a it's been a couple years ago. I have a strong disdain for them. I'm pretty sure you said hate the last time. Okay, I hate them. Yeah, you said that. Here's, here's the reason I hate them. Can I tell you why I hate them? Sure, yeah. I don't have to. You're looking like you hate me right now. So. <laughs> You're putting me in the category of Johnny Mac in your mind, I feel like. Okay. Um, the reason The reason I hate spiritual gifts Assessments, spiritual gift assessments. I don't hate spiritual <laughs> gifts. Oh, spiritual yeah, gift now. assessments is because I think sometimes it can it can like pop out once you finish the test of just things you want to do, maybe yeah, not mm-hmm. things you've actually been gifted to do because it's it's almost like a personality it confuses test. people. I think, and then and then everyone gets mercy shower. It's mercy shower, but I always read it as mercy shower. Everyone gets that. It's like if you somewhat show love to anyone ever, it's like oh, you're a mercy shower. That's uh, that's your spiritual gift. I'm never going to be able to see it as mercy shower. It's mercy shower. I always read it as mercy (laughs) shower. I remember the first time I had a spiritual gifts assessment, I was like, mercy shower? What what does that mean? I don't know that I've ever taken one before. I'm going to have to go home and take one. No, don't take one. I have to now. This is... See if I get the shower one. Baker's advice is actually really good. Okay, so, well, you interrupted him. No, I was going somewhere. um, So, the first step would be to pray about it. Yes, I'd say... When you feel like you have this desire that God is leading you to do something, be in prayer. Just first thing you want to have is that discernment. Yeah. So, like, and discernment is actually a spiritual gift. Yeah, exactly. That's good. So that's the first thing you need to 
be aware of is like discern if this is where you need to be, what you need to be doing. And then as you are in prayer, as you're reading his word, I believe what you need to do will be shown to you. Like it's not going to be this audible voice saying, this is your spiritual gift, like what you might find on Google. But uh, I mean, later on Google, that's the thing. If you could ask Alexa, what's my spiritual (laughs) gift? She would be an audible voice. Here's your spiritual gift. But no, that's not what you want to do. You want to just be in prayer. And I, I believe that God will give you the wisdom and direction and discernment to see where you need to be serving, where you need to be leading, whatever that gift is that you're contemplating, is if, if that's what you need to be doing. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I think for a lot of, uh, I think for a lot, a lot of times, like God will just really give us a desire to like, like want um to be doing what our spiritual gift is you know i'm I'm sure you have probably felt that a lot with music like yes. maybe other things maybe you thought of other things but god really just like led you back to to your spiritual gift in music what are you looking up william oh nothing are you just reading email over there yeah i was just working yeah. he's, playing kinda, po- he's playing poker yeah i was playing poker because y'all were kind of boring me <laughs> okay well no i actually pulled up um I actually did a uh, teaching on spiritual gifts recently. Oh, um, really? When? Uh, at a cohort, a oh, theological okay. cohort. For oh, we're not going to bring that up again. People that were training uh, in theology in our church. Oh, okay. Yeah. People that made the cut to be in this class. But anyways, um, so there are one, two, three, four, five lists. I was just pulling up the lists I made. So there are five lists in the scriptures that lists spiritual gifts. There are seven gifts listed in Romans 12, nine listed listed at the beginning of 1 Corinthians 12, eight listed at the end of 1 Corinthians 12, five listed in Ephesians 4, and that's even debated because that's where you have apostles, prophets, evangelists, all that. Um, and then two listed in 1 Peter 4, and then you have a gift of faith that's mentioned in Ephesians, and you have a gift of love that's mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13. So that's where you get the 22 uh Gifts, the most common one mentioned in almost. I'm looking. I think Mercy all those Shallon. lists mention this one, the gift of prophecy. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Mercy is only listed as a spiritual gift in one of those five lists, and that's Romans 12. Hmm. But, um, but yeah, it, uh, tongues is only mentioned as a gift in First Corinthians. Um, so, do you believe if um, this is just a random random thought? Do you believe if there's a church that's like actively using what they call the gift of tongues, like the some um, you know something that I always heard growing up was that there needed to be someone there who could interpret what had been spoken in tongues? Yeah. So there's direction given to the Corinthian church for that. Um, that that yeah, if someone is speaking in a like a public gathering in another language, it needs to be interpreted interpreted and um and so that's one of the gifts listed as well as the interpretation of tongues in the first list in first corinthians 12 so yeah i think the bible is definitely open to it but um my, my first question is what language are you speaking um i've actually been in services i've been in a lot of services where people speak in tongues i bet you have i've been in one service where someone interpreted what was said in tongues um but even then i'm, I'm a big skeptic and not a believer in it because the person that stood up and spoke didn't speak a language. It was not. It was not a language um, that was that was spoken by anyone in the room. No one, no one was able to like verify what was said. It was. Um, 
and it, it wasn't even a, like an earthly language. So it wasn't like he stood up and spoke in German or, you know, something. It was just like, I mean, I think it was just Babel. They, they would say it was a angelic or heavenly language, but I have my doubts about that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like the, the word tongues, the translated tongues is just uh, language in Greek. So I, I think that's what's happening. You know, that's a really century. good way to look at it. I've never looked at it that way before, that people in other countries who are... What you yeah, said so earlier, I, I not think, just now. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the the Bible does leave a, a door open for, you know, like if if we were if we had Ukrainian people visiting, you know, and and someone was able to miraculously speak Ukrainian, like yeah. okay, that would be a, a sign from God, a supernatural thing. But that that's more of what's described in the Book of Acts rather than just this. Like I use Google Translate, yeah, <laughs> right? Which is why I think God's not given the gift of tongues as much because <laughs> we've come up with Google Translate. But um, but yeah, I think I think these lists are important because I, I think they show us how um, how we as as Christians are supposed to be dependent on the Holy Spirit for our ministry. Yeah, that's good. Meaning that. If if our ministry could function just as well without the Holy Spirit, then we're not actually doing ministry. Like ministry has to be in congruence with what the Holy Spirit is accomplishing through us, or we're not being the church. And so, um, so I think we just look at like what we're spending our time in the church doing, and and ask, okay, how are we letting and asking even the Holy Spirit to empower and accelerate and enable um, what we're doing, because. Because if we're not in tune with that, and if we're not paying attention to the Holy Spirit's guidings, then we're, we're just not being faithful in the church. And spiritual giftings are always used to, always used to encourage or equip people within the church. Also, yeah. So it's it's always um, it's always within the church that you see spiritual gifts being exercised, which is which is important because yeah, absolutely. Um, you know. I think one of the ways that you tap into your spiritual giftings are to lean into your church, to serve, to to be a part of community, those types of things. So, um, but I think we confuse it with personality sometimes, and we're just yeah. Like, I you know I think I, I can't remember. It was a few episodes back we talked a lot about ministry and how sometimes we just need to we you know we need to be able to say no mm-hmm. to some things. Um, and I you know I think I think that kind of plays in it too. Um, something can be our spiritual gift, but that doesn't mean that we're supposed to deliver that every time. Like other people right. were given gifts too, and it's right. not on the weight of that responsibility is not on one person's shoulder. Right. Um, and you have to kind of be able to step back, even though that may mean, you know, it may not get done or something. Because if somebody's not willing to step up and lean into what their spiritual gift is and learn more about that, then that's yeah. on them. And you see a lot of like the hyping up of spiritual gifts in in charismatic circles, and and I even describe myself as charismatic. But it but what I mean by that is that I believe the Holy Spirit is still moving through people in the church. Um, I don't mean that like I fall down a lot in worship services and wave right. wave flags around and speak and, and babble. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I hear in charismatic circles a lot of times is, "Oh, he has such an anointing." Right? It's like <laughs> there's there's like this preacher or revivalist or whatever, and this man of God carries with him an anointing, and it's almost like this guy can do no wrong, and like he can say no wrong. It's like he's above error because he's actually speaking the exact words of God, like he is the revelator of God's will, and that's super dangerous because now we've made we've made that guy 
or some spiritual giant that we have in our lives, our spiritual heroes. We've made them the sole possessors of the Holy Spirit's abilities rather than the Holy Spirit himself. And so spiritual giftings are, are the Holy Spirit working through us, not us taking the Holy Spirit's job and doing it ourselves. And um, and so, yeah, it's important for us to have that in the right setting. And if you could think of it like a spectrum, on, on one end would be cessationism, on the other end would be charismaticism. Um, I think a, a healthy continuationist is where I am in the middle, uh, being open to the gifts, a phrase that we use a lot is open but cautious. So open to uh, God doing supernatural things, praying for healing in a real way. Um, even like when I've traveled internationally, I've asked God for at least at least some sort of semblance of the gift of tongues, help me to understand some words or you know that, that type of thing. Uh, pray for those things in a, in a supernatural and real way, but also understanding that God is sovereign, and if He chooses not to do anything miraculous today, um, that He's still working even in the in the ordinary stuff. So that's kind of I think where a healthy view of these things fall. That's there's, good. There's one way I know that you've said it before that I really like: a charismatic with a seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, I stole that from Mark Driscoll. Um, uh, man, I. You were wow, mad, mad at John MacArthur, and you did the same look for Mark Driscoll. It's like you woke up today, and you're like, you let's know, see how many names I can say to Mark see, Driscoll. I didn't necessarily know he Mark, Mark Driscoll and John MacArthur were like arch nemeses back in the day. Hmm. And so I thought you might take Driscoll's team since since you were against Johnny Mac. No. Oh. So you're falling somewhere in the middle there, too. No. Oh, okay. She's not even in between I'm on them. the other side of the ocean. She's not even on that spectrum. Shooting flaming arrows well, at him. Yeah, Driscoll used to always, um, when he was starting Acts 29 and pastoring at Mars Hill, he always used the phrase charismatic with a seatbelt. And, and so in Acts 29, a lot of the pastors um, in the network, we've adopted that that um, those words because I think it is a good descriptor of, of where we want to be. We want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, which means we want to be open for sure to what the Holy Spirit's doing, but we don't want to be kooky and crazy either. Right. So... Um, so what would you just say to somebody who is... Um, Kooky and crazy? No, no. Don't talk about my family like that. Okay. Um, don't talk about me like that. Um, would you suggest that somebody who is struggling with uh, not knowing what their spiritual gift is, would you suggest that they talk to Pastor Jeremy? Yeah, that'd be that'd be the best place <laughs> to start, talk to Pastor Jeremy. I mean, he. I think he would like to take your calls this week. No, I, th- I think leaning into, leaning into the church is, is a good is a good step because like like baker said pray and then but then you got to put feet to your prayers and i think the best way to really find what god's gifting you and leading you in ministry toward is to lean into your church so start doing things in the church ask your pastor um or pastors where where can i serve where is there a need in the church maybe the need in the church is is where god is leading you and and maybe if it doesn't even feel like something you're naturally inclined at maybe the holy spirit will gift you in that and that's where your spiritual gifting is going to be most prominently seen and and i would even say sometimes it's um sometimes it's counter to our personalities sometimes it's it's not what we would expect given based on you know our enneagram or you know the way our personalities are because yeah. it's it's not from us it's the holy spirit doing it so yeah you're an enneagram six nine. nine yeah all right you're a six i'm a six baker's a six yeah i'm an eight we know mm-hmm. i wanted to let everybody know. know i'm an eight so baker besides do. your gift of your your spiritual gift of music what is another spiritual gift you think you have i feel like recently i have been trying to learn a lot of discernment and that's been something i've been really seeking and really wanting to grow in and 
been praying for a lot. And so I think understanding discernment and being able to rest in discernment is a big thing. Because just going off of what Will just said, along with the Enneagram of six personality, can't make it any decision at all. Yeah. And I just can't. And like and that's something I've always really struggled with is like resting in the decision that I want to make. And like this is it. Oh, but what about this? No, I don't know. But what about that? I don't know. And not able to really discern what I need to do. But I just, that's where I think recently I've been seeing that work is that there's been more discernment. Like when someone brings a question or something, I'm like, no, this is, this is a good step. And trusting in it and believing that if that's I'm good. prayerful in advance, that wherever I'm leading in that decision is God leading me in that discernment. That's good. Good answer. Well, besides pastoring and shepherding, what do you think one of your spiritual gifts are? Um, I think leadership is probably. That's an easy one. Because you're a pastor. And I mean, I'm looking one. at the list in the Bible. And I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so let me let me put it this way, because a lot of these, a lot of the lists, the ones listed, mm-hmm. feel like our pastor should have them, but. Like, it's crazy if you just think your pastor has every spiritual That's gift. That's true, because right? they can't. So, actually, this is, this is I don't want to get fired. Is this a safe space? <laughs> Depends. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it anyways. You mentioned shepherding. I think shepherding is one of my weaknesses. I, I don't feel particularly enabled. I mean, that's not good that that's why. Right, I, but, but I don't feel particularly enabled to shepherding. Um, I just, I just it, it drains me. I don't feel like I'm as talented at it. Um, and, and when I say shepherding, I mean, um, like things like counseling or, um, or one-on-one discipleship, things like that. And so I do those things. Um, I think I'm okay at those things, but I don't really feel like that's a spiritual gift. Um, I do feel qualified to be a pastor. Um, but I think in God's grace, what he's done is he's put a guy like Jeremy working alongside me and that is his strongest, definitely one uh, of his spiritual gifts. Strongest gift. Yeah. And so, um, so I think, I think what you see in the church is you begin to exercise, and, and flourish in the ways that God equips you, um, and then and then He, in His sovereignty, kind of brings alongside you people that can fill in those gaps. But yeah, I think leadership is probably my strongest uh, gift or one of the strongest gifts. And um, and yeah, I think um, I, I would I would put like exhortation on there. There's a gift of exhortation mentioned in Romans 12. Yeah. Um, that's that's similar to preaching, um, not quite teaching. Um, but but kind of motivating people to bring glory to God. It's good. Are you a mercy shower? You so, want a list? To so, look at? No, Here's I was going to be funny and say that my spiritual gift was fist fighting. Um, <laughs> I've got yours. I don't think you're a mercy shower. Uh, I, I'll, I've got the one I think. I like to think that I'm an encourager. Um, a lot of stuff that I like to do kind of. Me. Well, it's different. You don't need to be any more encouraged. The old ladies encourage you. Yeah. Telling you to keep singing, honey. Um, no, I got to use it or I'll lose it. Yeah, yeah that's true. No, that's something Wait, uh, you play I've bl- always... Play bass again? Yeah. Oh, I got to use it or I'll lose no, it. No, please don't. I lived through that era. Um, <laughs> hanging around the Sycamore Street. Um, yeah. No, and I've always loved to send people cards. Like, since I was probably 14 or 15, like, I've always had the strong desire to do that. Just... Um, so I think encouraging is uh, being in encouragement is one of my spiritual gifts. What do you think? What, what do you think one of my spiritual gifts are? Help. 
help. That's exactly what I was helping. thinking too. I don't know how to say it, but I gift of help. helps is how it's listed sometimes. Um, yeah, it's listed in the second list in First Corinthians twelve. Um, those who help, and and I like I think it shines through because you never come in the church building or the front porch here without being like. Hey, you got you got anything for me to do? And I usually don't have anything for you to do. Yeah, and I'm really disappointed. Usually. I know. I'm, I got to start thinking of stuff I need you to do. That's okay. I just you, ask you walk away so time. disappointed. But I love I love that you ask that question all the time because it shows me that you're you're willing to help however you can. And yeah, that it, that goes in line with encouragement. Also, it's encouraging to people. Thanks for being a helper. Thank you Heath. for acknowledging my help, helpingness, Heath. helpingness, helpfulness. Heath, I'm so thankful for you. Thank you. All right. Do y'all have anything else to say about spiritual gifts? I'm thankful Baker, for you I'm too, really Baker. glad that you just, you know. Put my shoes on and came over here. Put your shoes on and came over to be with us today. Yeah. Maybe, glad Jeremy wasn't here. Yeah, maybe we could put Baker on here more and right. Jeremy on here less. I feel like we had a very peaceful conversation. Yeah. It was. It wasn't a lot of inappropriateness. Right. Yeah. There's not going to have to be as much editing out. Probably zero. Yeah. Mm. Less work for me. I mean, jeez. This is a win, 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 win. just keep coming. Win, win, win. Win, That's what we're looking for is a win, win, win. Win, win, win. All right. For our listeners, um, if you have any questions about spiritual gifts, you can direct those to Pastor Jeremy once he comes back from vacation. Um, If you have any questions, um, topics you'd like for us to cover, um, you can go to our church app and submit those there or uh, reach out to one of the pastors. Um, We would like to say thank you for listening, and I will repeat what Pastor Will said. I'm not sure why you continue to listen, Um, but we appreciate you, and uh, we're thankful that you do. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.